Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Big stories and even bigger guests. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. So immediately, almost immediately after the uh, horror in Las Vegas, Amak, which is the ISIS news agency, claimed responsibility for what took place. And they claimed that Stephen Paddock, the killer, was one of theirs, that he'd converted to uh, Islam a few months earlier, and that he was one of theirs, and that they were very proud of what he'd done. Well, Graham Wood has interviewed ISIS members. His book is The Way of Strangers, Encounters with the Islamic State, and it's available at bookstores now. And uh, I spoke with Graham Wood about this particular claim by ISIS that they had been the ones who had motivated Stephen Paddock to commit the the atrocity. And here's what uh, Graham Wood's sense was of ISIS making the claim, why ISIS would make the claim, and whether or not they were telling the truth. Have a listen. Graham, had uh, ISIS not claimed Stephen Paddock was one of their soldiers carrying out an ISIS-inspired attack in Las Vegas, was there anything about the mass murder and how Paddock carried it out which might have caused you to think ISIS could be behind the massacre? Well, personally, he doesn't match the profile. I mean, he's too old, he's too white, he's too non-Muslim for that, for that matter. But uh, the fact that he was targeting a concert venue, that he was looking to cause as many deaths as possible, and he was killing pretty much indiscriminately in uh, in the United States, that's 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 definitely the hallmarks of an, of an ISIS attack. There's just many more things that, that make me doubt that it, it could be ISIS, and if, if ISIS hadn't claimed it, knowing the identity of the perpetrator, I, I don't think I would have thought that it was likely that, that they had anything to do with it at all. So I was reading uh, your article in uh, Atlantic, and you write the notion that IS simply scans the news in search of mass killings and then sends out media releases in hopes of stealing the credit and the attention is false. Um, Does ISIS and AMAC news agency not usually falsely claim to be responsible for terror attacks? And do you think it's possible, given their current situation, they may be reaching out for a situation like this and and claiming it? There are a couple cases in the AMAC news agency's past. And by by now, it's actually not just AMAC, but ISIS itself. Uh, AMAC is unofficial, but ISIS now is has properly claimed this attack. There have been cases where AMAC has falsely claimed to have something to do with with an attack, but there are many, many more cases where it has been the first one to come out and say what has subsequently been verified, which is that an ISIS supporter did some attack. So it's it's very uncharacteristic for them to, uh, to, to be claiming something that appears not to have anything to do with them. Now, I don't know whether this is going to turn out to be uh, a, a, a false claim. If, if it is, then they're really spending down their credibility because they've, they've spent years building up a reputation for accurately claiming when people are doing things in, in the name of ISIS. If they're not doing that anymore, it means they're really desperate and they're making some, some really rash decisions. Now, ISIS claims that uh, Paddock converted to Islam months ago. And his brother says Paddock had no history with or particular interest in guns. 
and yet he'd spend something in the neighborhood of $100,000 on the weapons he amassed over a period of months. It's a, it's a strange combination. Yeah, and I'm as baffled by this as everyone, including, it seems, Paddock's own brother. The, the, the pattern that ISIS claims is that the person, Paddock, uh, converted to Islam and then a few months later did an ISIS-related attack. Now, there's one thing that does seem plausible about that, which is that ISIS frequently will find people who are recent converts to the religion and who came to the religion not in the normal ways, not in ways that, that, that um, most Muslims, or even Muslim converts, come to the religion, but converted basically directly to ISIS's style of Islam. So that, that wouldn't be that odd. The fact that we've seen nothing in his behavior, though, to suggest that he's made that conversion, such as stopping drinking, stopping gambling, all these things that ISIS would disapprove of, makes it really difficult to believe that he, he has, in secret, done this major life uh, change and then, um, you know, so effectively amassed an, an armory and then used it. Mm-hmm. There's still some odd sidebars, like his girlfriend is from the Philippines. The FBI described her as a person of interest in the Philippines. Is the home to Abu Sayyaf, the terrorist group which has uh, sworn allegiance to ISIS? That is true. There are, are ISIS-related groups in the south of the Philippines, not in the areas of the Philippines where Stephen Paddock's girlfriend is from. And just the, the association with the Philippines I don't find even slightly incriminating. It's, it's yet another piece of this that just does not fit into the rest of the puzzle. What's it going to take to make it more plausible. I'm not looking for I'm not looking for that to happen, but what's it going to take? Is it going to take a follow-up by a mock? Is it possible the FBI and the local police along the with the White House would have kept the American people from seeing evidence Paddock was an ISIS-inspired killer such as perhaps withholding a video recording by Paddock confirming he'd committed the act in the name of ISIS? I'll be very eager to see the contents of the note that Paddock is supposed to have left. Uh, it's been alluded to by law enforcement. I don't think that anything's being really concealed from us. I, it, it, it seems like the authorities are, are as confused as anyone. What I think w- we would see if it does turn out that Paddock was uh, working for the Islamic State would be some evidence from the Islamic State, probably in the form of a glossy video, uh, you know, well-produced video, that says, yes, we did it, and here's uh, a short testimonial from our, our soldier, Stephen Paddock. But, you know, we haven't seen any evidence that that exists. We haven't been given any suggestion that, that there's any shred of evidence that Stephen Paddock uh, was associated with the Islamic State. If, if it is, it's, po- it's possible still, but, but uh, the only reason to believe it is that the, the claim has been made. Yeah. You, uh, you know more about ISIS than most people in the world, and I'm looking forward to reading your book, The Way of Strangers, Encounters with the Islamic State. Give us a bit of an idea of what, what you wrote about. What's in the book? Well, the Islamic State was kind of a mysterious force when it arose, and so my goal was to go and find people who were part of the Islamic State, who had sworn allegiance to it, and were doing its propaganda work in particular. So the book is a record of my conversations with those people in about half a dozen different countries. Um, Most of those people are now behind bars or in in some way being um, watched very closely by, by the authorities. And they all spoke to me, I think I would say, quite articulately about what ISIS was trying to do and why they were willing to put their rather comfortable lives on hold in its service. It was a chilling journey, but it really opened my eyes to what ISIS wanted and what it was all about. And how does ISIS feel about you? 
Um, you know, when I went to these people, I, I asked them in a very honest spirit, tell me about yourselves, tell me about what you want. And when I've reported what they said, I, I, I did so accurately, not uncritically, but accurately. And when I've spoken to them since, they've said, well, you know, we can't really ask for anything more from you than for you to honestly report what we say. And you did that. So I don't think ISIS bears any more ill will toward me than they do toward any other Canadian. The Way of Strangers Encounters with the Islamic State. And Graham Wood is the author, also the author of the Atlantic Magazine piece, Why Did the Islamic State Claim the Las Vegas Shooting? Graham, thank you very much for the time. Thank you for having me. Graham Wood from Atlantic Magazine. As I recorded the interview with him on Thursday, so we had the uh, terror attack in, uh, in Edmonton. And uh, then we have the situation in uh, London today. Police are saying it's not a terror attack. I don't know if the default position for law enforcement uh, after uh, what appears to be a terror attack takes place to immediately say it's not terrorism. It just seems to be that he sort of the knee-jerk response is always, no, or we don't know. Try we don't know, and then say no if it isn't, and yes if it is. Let's go with the don't know. But so we had Edmonton, and then the horrific situation in Las Vegas, and ISIS enters the picture obliquely because they claim to be responsible, but there they are. And, uh, and then we have the issue in New York where three individuals, including a 19-year-old Canadian, have been charged with being uh, intent on taking on, or at least uh, participating, engaging a terrorist act in New York City. The 19-year-old Canadian has already pled guilty. It's not a good situation. And our politicians, whenever something happens, whenever something unfortunate and sad and takes place and something that's, that's terror-related, our politicians always say to the majority of Canadians, no, don't get mad, don't, don't, don't take it out on people. We had no intention. But there's something that Justin Trudeau said in 2015, which deals with terrorism and Trudeau's philosophy, that really deeply disturbs me. I'll play that for you when we come back.